This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod. I'm Paul Stevenson. Today is April the 12th, and on this day in 1976, Bob Seger released his seminal live record, Live Bullet. At this stage, Bob was a big name in Michigan, but fairly unknown elsewhere. The success of Live Bullet put him on the map, with the record eventually hitting five times platinum in the US for sales. Speaking of releases, other notable albums to come out on this day in history include R.E.M.'s debut release, Murmur, on this day in 1983, and Rush's 10th studio album, Grace Under Pressure. According to Alex Lifeson, this is their most satisfying work. A big hit was also released on this day in 1965. It was the Birds' first number one single, their version of Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man. And on this day in 1964, at his first session for Decca Records, Bill Haley recorded Rock Around the Clock and 13 Women. And birthday-wise, well, Joachim Fritz Krauladat, I think, was born in the Greater German Reich on this day in 1944. After his mother fled from the oncoming Russian troops, making her way with Joachim to East German Soviet occupation zone and then into the British occupation zone, he then travelled to Toronto in 1958. And while in Canada, his teachers struggled to pronounce his name, and he was nicknamed John Kay. And it stuck. Yes, after all that, happy birthday to Steppenwolf legendary frontman John Kay, who is 79 years old today. But for today's main show, then, we're going to focus on someone joining a band on this day. Yes, on this day in 1979, Mickey Thomas became the new vocalist for Jefferson Starship. In becoming the lead man, fortunes for the band certainly changed after what was, well, a hard time for the group. But to dive more deeply into this, I've enlisted the help of Joe Kay from Play That Rock and Roll podcast. Now, I did this because he released a brilliant series on the Starship family last year, real deep dives into the shape and fortunes of the band, including interviews with the members too. So I certainly recommend you checking out Joe's show, which is Play That Rock and Roll podcast for sure. So here he is explaining for me a little bit more about the background of what was going down when Mickey joined Jefferson Starship. Today is April 12th, and on this date in 1979, vocalist Mickey Thomas joined the Jefferson Starship. As the 1970s were drawing to a close, Jefferson Starship was in very rough shape. Although they had started off the previous year on a strong note with the release of the successful album Earth in March 1978, the wheels would completely come off by the end of the year. Now, Jefferson Starship had not toured in 1977, and that was because vocalist Marty Ballin was uncertain about his place in the band and thereby refused to commit himself to a tour. But after scoring a top 10 hit with Count On Me from the aforementioned Earth, he was more amiable to the idea for the summer of 1978. 
Unfortunately, the band's other vocalist, founding member Grace Slick, was less inclined. Grace reluctantly agreed to tour, but she would not do it peacefully. In June 1978, Grace fell ill and refused to take the stage for a show in Germany. After a backstage fight between Paul Kantner and Grace's new husband, the band canceled the show and decided to reset for the next night in Hamburg. The fans rioted as a result. Grace was feeling better physically the next night, but the tension was still high as ever. She got extremely drunk before the show, and when she went out on stage, she delivered one of the sloppiest and most mean-spirited performances of her career. She took her frustrations out on the German audience by shouting, Who won the war? and doing the Heil Hitler salute in a massive display of disrespect. Needless to say, the band asked for her resignation the next day, and they got it. One might assume Grace's exit would be welcome news to Marty, as he had always resented how she had overshadowed him in the band. But it actually wasn't. To Marty, all this had done was prove to him that the Jefferson Starship was a profoundly dysfunctional outfit, and there was little for him to gain by sticking around. After the band regrouped in fall to record a one-off track for, of all things, the Star Wars Holiday Special, Marty quietly departed the band, too. This left Paul Kantner in dire need of a new lead vocalist. One candidate that had caught Paul's attention was a young Mickey Thomas, who had made a name for himself fronting the Elvin Bishop group. This is a band that had some serious blues credentials, and they had previously scored a number three hit with Fooled Around and Fell in Love in 1975. Mickey's 1976 solo album showed off his vocal versatility as he went for a more contemporary pop sound. This album also happens to include a cover of Jefferson Airplane's Somebody to Love, which very well could have served as Mickey's unofficial first demo for the band. In 2008, Mickey said that when he was offered the gig, he was initially hesitant to join the band for a number of reasons. For starters, despite covering Somebody to Love, he was not actually a fan of their music. Secondly, all of the drama that I have just been talking about here was not exactly insider information. When the music press covered the Jefferson Starship, the stories almost always put their inner band turmoil front and center. Finally, some people in Mickey's circle warned him about joining a band that, in his words, was a bit of a dinosaur. It may seem strange now, but at the time, Jefferson Starship was thought to be rather long in the tooth since their origins go back to the airplane days of the 60s. For 1979, they were damn near an oldies act. But after mulling it over, Mickey decided he could not pass up the opportunity, or payday, and signed on for a two-record deal, although he would eventually record four with them. They got to work and produced an album in November 1979 called Freedom at Point Zero, featuring the lead-off single, Jane. Jane was the first song they ever recorded together, and it was also a top-20 hit single. Now, with a harder rock edge and a genuine hit under their belts, the band had been revitalized, and they had positioned themselves to match the incoming soundscape of the 1980s. Pretty good for a band that had been all but dead just a year prior. 
So although there's a number of old-school Jefferson Airplane and Jefferson Starship fans that never really warmed up to him, it needs to be said. Mickey Thomas saved the band. And I'll be back tomorrow with more on this day, rock goodness. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.